All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cyberware Podcast. This is episode two. My name's Nathan, and I'm your resident expert on all things cybersecurity, and I'm here joined with Ham. Hey, how's it going, Nathan? It's good to be back on the mic once again here in the broadcasting room, as always. Welcome back. So for today's episode, we're talking about all things ransomware. Pretty hot topic in today's world. So I'm just going to start off with you. What do you know about ransomware? Dude, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't know a dang thing about it. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Um, so I, as I said, it was a big thing in today's world. Have you heard about ransomware? Um, honestly, just from the stuff that we talked about, like in the last episode, that's really all I've heard about it. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're familiar, but there was a pretty big attack that happened not too long ago. Uh, so we're just gonna be talking about the that today. And that's kind of the reason that this is going to be its own episode entirely. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So just starting off with ransomware, uh, you know, what is it? How does it happen? And you said you are not. I haven't familiar? have the okay. slightest clue. So ransomware combines. You know what ransom is? Yeah, yes? no ransom. Is, okay. Yep. So ransom and software combines the two. So as any, anything, ransom, you know, take something, hold it for money. Yeah. And we have software. Same same idea. Okay, sure. So what people will do was it's it's basically malicious software that go on your computer. And in most times it'll lock your computer out, lock your files and demands, hey, pay me. In order oh. to get these back. Okay. So how this happened, you know, it's a, it could be anything as we were talking about vulnerabilities with people. Uh, someone might download something they shouldn't have. And, you know, with the these big attacks, like I'm going to be talking about, it seemed it was a bit more methodical and thought out with how it happened. Sure. Um, so, yeah, ransomware. Uh, general gist of it is uh, it's malicious software, gets on your computer, locks out your files, and then uh, the, the on the other end, they'll demand, hey, pay me this much, or and I'll unlock your files for you. Or if you don't, they're staying locked, you're never getting them back. Um, so how it happens could be, again, with safe clicking, you could be downloading something bad. It could be, you know, someone's targeting you particularly or in particular. Yeah. Um, things like that. And how, uh, you know, ransomware itself, it might pop up. Sometimes uh, a common thing is they'll actually change your computer background. Interesting. So your, all your files get locked and it'll just stay in your background, you know email or talk to this and you know pay this much and we'll give you your files that back. sounds so scary yeah like, <laughs> I, I can see that see something like that happening on like um on a code grabbing website um i'm not going to say them but like you go to this website and they'll give you like a steam code um for a game and you can download it but like who knows what if that code is like a legitimate thing yep it always goes back to safe clicking so when it comes to ransomware even people themselves can be targets you know i don't want to forget that at all Small businesses, large businesses, but it's surprisingly is that small businesses are actually somewhat bigger targets because they can't fight back in most cases. Yeah, I can see that. So big businesses, uh, like the one that we're going to be talking about, uh, would they? I'll just let everyone know, are evil. I don't know if you've heard of that group at all. Not a clue. All right. Well, I'll just let you in. They just hit for a $70 million ransomware attack. Oh my word. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so 70 our, million, 70 million. So what? it happened with JBS, big beef distributor. Yep. Yep. And, um, it basically got associated with a bunch of their smaller clients. Oh or, no. Uh, you know, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Partners, you know, sm yeah. people who rely on them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happened with them and their information got locked. So it turned into thousands of littler businesses and maybe the mom and pop shops or got their stuff affected yeah, from yeah. that and then they ended up losing money depending on what's going on oh man yeah, yeah. that's so awful what yep. in the world ransomware itself it's not a perfectly timed thing for some bigger instances like our evil this, this big group 
they were probably methodical. They were thinking it out. They targeted. They might have gotten it on the network and then or a device, and they might have waited and then finally pulled the trigger. They went for it. What I say a lot when I'm gaming is uh, the full send. Yep, full yeah, send. send it. Full send it all the way. No holds bar. We're yep. going for it. And when it comes to these attacks, sometimes it can be full send. Sometimes these things are just like automatic. Like they might have you know scripts in place where it's on the computer. It'll do this, this, this. Other times it's someone. It's uh, a person who's sitting there. And going through the steps yeah. in order to attack. They're being step-by-step-by-step step step methodical in order to attack by themselves. So, Nathan, about how long does it take for like a ransomware attack to really like set in and get in place? That completely depends. Um, you know, it could be something automatic. It could be a scripted thing that gets on a, a device and just executes. Or it could be something like a person or an attacker sitting there step-by-step step going through the attack they're executing it the exact way they want to be sure and you know this some of this stuff you know it could be waiting for something to happen or it could be waiting for you to log in again not everything's just okay it happened it's on my device it's going to instantly go through some of this stuff could be waiting could be lurking just waiting for special circumstances and then it's going to go through and happen. okay interesting so like you know just you know we'll bring it back down to instead of on the big company level we'll go back to the mom and mom and pop kind of shop kind of level someone could be in a coffee shop right yep and they're chilling they're like and they're on the network they're on the free network right and they could potentially be sitting there just gathering information getting themselves they're warming their way in there something like that yeah potentially okay um you know ransomware a lot of it is when it comes down you know as i said it's a lot of it's software at the end of the day mm-hmm. so you got to get it on their device and i'm sure there there's ways to do that either having them download something they shouldn't be or Again, if you have their information, like you were saying, you know, that's another way to do it. But a lot of this time you have to have either a device or be able to get on their okay. device or their network in order to execute this sort okay. of stuff. All right. Uh, so, yeah, just going off of real world examples, we were just covering our evil. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the JBS attack, $70 million. And basically, JBS was the big fish, and then all the little fish associated with JBS got affected, yeah. which is how that, that price came to be. Um, so as I was talking about, JBS, I'm sure, has a big IT group who was probably able to stop the bleeding a bit better than the mom and pop shops or yeah. the little littler shops who are associated with them. So uh, what can people do? I mean, to prevent this, businesses themselves as well, you have a ransomware attack. What now? Just being aware of ransomware, you know, what's going on, what kind of attacks. If you have a group or you know who's doing this, or even if you have like a criminal, you want to know their M.O., who they go for, who they don't go for, things like that. It's good to be aware of that. Know if you're a potential target. Know why you're a potential target and where you're vulnerable and what they're going to be going for. Okay. Continuing on, real-world examples. Another big one, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with WannaCry. I am not, no. happened a while back, but yeah, basically, you know, attacked a hospital. No no one's safe. A hospital? A hospital. What, what, what could they, like, what, could they, what kind of information could they get at a hospital? I believe they demanded money, you know. They're playing with people's lives. It's not like anyone, oh, it's ransomware, it's just data, no one's going to get hurt. No, that's couldn't be further from the truth, you know. Anyone's a potential victim, as I was saying earlier. That could, yeah, that could be like money, um, medical records, like, you know, what kind of, like, what other account information you can have on those medical records, like your prescriptions, all that other stuff, like what's gone on in your past, like, that's crucial information. Yep. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it lately, but the pipeline attack that happened not too long ago either. Uh, I've been in the dark about these because I, I, I don't see them covered on the media. Like, so, I mean, they, some are, you know, like this R-Evil one, very, very big news recently. 
I think I saw something about this on the news, like you were saying, and it's just jogging my memory. I think they, like, described the attack as, like, now this is going to sound cheesy, now pardon Go my pun. It. Go for um, it. It's like different layers of Swiss cheese stacked in, <laughs> stacked like in a line. Because Swiss cheese, the holes are random. Mm-hmm. So they got to weave their way through each of these layers of security to try and get to their main goal. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like, you know, we're just sitting out. You know, we're just sh- sheep sitting out or companies don't have anything going on. Some companies might not be very well protected, but, you know, something like JBS, they have a full staff, things like that. Like yeah. very, very well thought out plans, as I was saying earlier. It's not it's not a walk in the park in order to attack these guys most times. Yeah, you know, they're protected. They've got def- they've got defenses. They're defended pretty or pretty dang well um so you know uh just that sort of thing it, it just goes to show you know when these groups want something they can get it oh absolutely at the end of the day. and i don't know uh i mean even just going off cyber attacks and just in general uh i don't know if you know solar winds if you've heard of that not at a all. clue but big big government contractor for our military and they got backdoored oh this oh year. lovely but what is backdooring so basically uh Someone's just gonna get their way into the system. They're as again, you got the front door, you got the back door. They're sneaking in through a different path, as you were saying with the Swiss cheese, yeah. the different holes. They're bypassing everything, getting sneaking their way in uh, onto the into the system, into the network, whatever it is. That's huge, you know, especially yeah. for U.S. military. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Nathan, let me like you. But you've been naming off these like attackers. Who are these people? You know, a lot of times no one really ever finds out. Uh, you know, uh, it could be anyone. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily a bunch of people sitting in their basement, hacker voice, I'm in. It's not always like that. It could be a group of hackers they might have met and they just wanted to do this together. They, it could be, okay, they're a set group who does this all the time. Again, it might just be some people who are like familiar. Hey, let's do this. And it, it could be anyone from a group to a single person to uh, anyone attacking. It just depends, you know what their motive is, who they are, what they're doing. Stuff like that, it seems almost an, an incredible level to reach, especially going for like a $70 million deal. It's, as I was saying earlier, not a walk in the park. These people are not stupid. No, they're, they're incredibly very smart. very <laughs> smart with how they do this. And you got to think of the work that goes in in order to do something like this. Oh, I'm sure it takes years of prep. Yeah, it, Sometimes it does, yeah. As I was saying, we were going off solar winds earlier. I mean, that trumps all other cyber attacks in history, hands down. And even with the R Evil one, I think that's now the biggest ransomware attack to ever happen. Wow. Yep. They're getting a lot of money for this sort of thing. It, I mean, hate to say it, but it, I'm it sure pays it pays pretty well. It pays um, the bills. Don't recommend anyone doing it. <laughs> and as we were covering earlier, you know, from what I've heard, R Evil's gone dark. I believe that. Because they were being pretty um, open on the internet, things like that, you know, talking and reaching out to community, whatever it is, and about what's going on with them. So, sure. Yeah, so they just kind of went in the dark. Now, Nathan, what can these big companies do to, like, get and stop these kind of ransomware attacks? Or what can they do to recover from these? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of times it's good to know, uh, you know, identify your vulnerabilities, protect them, detect them, recover. So that's kind of the main that's just good, like, practice right there. Identify, protect, detect, and recover. You know, as far as businesses, big, as you mentioned, small and even personal, Yeah. you know, have something in place. You know, as I said, ransomware, the main goal is to get money most times. 
Um, they're going to demand a certain payment. Okay, this happens. Here's how we're going to proceed. I recommend having a plan of attack in case something like this ever happens. If you have contingencies in place, you might have something like cyber insurance. I did you know cyber insurance was a thing? I never knew cyber insurance yep. was actually a thing. How much like do I can I can I bundle it with my car, my ATV? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no little green gecko uh, for this, but uh, no, cyber insurance, basically businesses can uh, get cyber insurance in case something like this goes down or they might lose something like their data or whatnot. They have this yeah. insurance in place to you know get it back or help them refund the loss, whatever it is. Some companies, you might have policies in place or even you might have uh, contingency plans. It's something that's a good talk to have with your company. Uh, so I know that we've talked about it with our security team. We know what our plans are. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other companies have it. It's good to have a plan in place, you know, and having, you know, in case sort of things happens, you need a plan in place, talk to your management, talk to your IT, figure out what you guys should have in place for this. Cause it's better to be prepared than have this happen. And you're just left out in the open yeah. trying to scramble to figure anything out or everything out. Imagine being in the dark when something like this goes around, yeah. you know, like it could be one day you're at the office, you're chilling, you're hanging out. And next thing you know, like the people on like the second floor and all their computers just read the same file name, like log in here, do this, do that or whatever, or if not pay us, you know, $70 million. (laughs) Like that would be so scary. Like imagine being there. Imagine, you know, you wake up in the morning, right? You go, you have your morning coffee and you get, you know, you drive a 45 minute commute through traffic. And next thing you know, you're at the office and holy moly, my computer has yeah, everything locked on. up. Yep. Everything's gone. What do we do? Yep. Call IT. Okay. IT of this, you know, of this branch can't really do much. Call the bigger guys. Yep. They can't do anything. Okay. Call the bigger, bigger guys. Yep. And speaking of, you know, the bigger, bigger guys, this ties into, you know, again, have the plans in place, but there's also things where like, if you have this happen, it's by a group, it can get tied in with, you know, government, like FBI might come in yeah. on, work oh, on the that. case with you because, you know, it might be tied in and they'll come help or stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a pretty big deal when it happens, you know, and going off the cyber insurance, as I was saying, your plans in place, you might have cyber insurance, you might not, your management might not want it, might, but if you guys do, you know, if this happens to you, First thing to do, talk with the management, talk with, you know, figure out what you get plans you have in place and act on them. Sure. You know, uh, and go from there. You know, if it's okay, we're going to go talk to our, cy- our cyber insurance, pe- uh, you know, people and go get this. Go do it. Sure. You know, you have those plans in place and follow them because it's going it, to, biggest thing is you got to stop the bleeding. That's yeah. pretty much anything IT or IT security, stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding itself just means, you know, stop any more issues from arising. Anything bad happening, you try to stop it as fast as you can. Um, can like, can these um big corporations, are there like, besides, you know, just the insurance, are they able to like back up their files, back up um, the important information that they have? Great, great, great topic. So yeah, um, a lot of people have things in place, backups, data backups. So, you know, maybe once a day they might back up everything. But then if something like this happens, you still lose a day, but it's better than losing everything. That's true. But I mean, this goes for small businesses, big and personal backups. Great, great thing to have in place in case you lose it. You have your backup that you can fall onto, and yeah, no, no harm, no foul, minus a little bit depending. But yes, when it comes to ransomware, backups are the golden egg when it comes to if something were to happen, and then just get your data back from your backup. And but I mean, this can this can be a double edged sword sometimes because if you have your backup stored on your network, 
with the rest of the stuff or if they're able to get in if it's on your network they might be able to get in and then you know block your backup as well you know then you're kind of out of luck yeah oh my gosh yeah so you just gotta uh, when it, we're gonna be covering backups actually in a later episode so it's okay good. cool cool cool. we're gonna be covering data and backups so you know just stay tuned for that um but yeah backups themselves are a really 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 great way they're always like the best that you can possibly have in place and even not even just from ransomware attacks attacks in general having this fallback yeah in case anything happens you know and oh we got a ransomware attack but you know oh you might have lost you know three hours or a day of work but it's better than losing everything weeks or a month's worth of like since you last backed up and i mean for anyone listening this goes for people businesses big small or anything you know have your data backed up you know whether it's on a hard drive somewhere or it's on a different server wherever it is just get it and make sure it's safe yeah so yeah i mean 100 all right so as i was saying you know backups super important highly recommend them they're great i mean whether it's you a big business small businesses and your personal life great idea to have and you know backups themselves you know as i was saying earlier backups can still get you know targeted yeah. vulnerable and there's and this falls back to just the cyber insurance you know okay we don't have a contingency plan or this is happening what can we do there's actually a thing in place called a ransomware negotiator okay now does that follow like the same lines as like you know i know the police have like a hostage negotiator that they'll call in if there's like hostages in a bank or whatever have you like and are they I, kind of the same thing yeah i mean i compare them pretty similar together so the ransomware negotiator as you'd say with a hostage negotiator if you imagine your data or your information's the hostage yeah okay they're going to be the ones you know communicating with the the ransomware group or the attackers and you know talking about okay you know Here's what we're going to do. How much do you want? They're going to negotiate. Sure. You know, it might be something like prices or wh- whatever's going on, what you're going to get it's back. like, what do you want? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty cool thing because I originally didn't know negotiators were even a thing. Um, but yeah, there's actual people who it might be through cyber insurance or they might be someone who is connected to your company or as I was saying with contingency plans, they might be your contingency plan. So these people will, you know, fight on your behalf and just negotiate on your behalf to get, okay, your, you know, negotiate. I Sure. But yeah, as I was saying, a hostage negotiator, you are very on the dot with how similar those two are. Okay, cool. You know, that, that seems so interesting because like these guys, you know, they'll be a part of this contingency plan and they'll, they'll go out and, these, and they'll talk to these, these people that are creating such a harmful attack for these businesses and try to stop whatever they can yeah and i mean as i was saying you know negotiators they can work on part of the insurance and as i was saying fbi can get involved or government groups could be there could be through there could be through law firms because again with law firms you have those tied in with you know the money side thing yeah your data so yeah i mean there it's uh, it sounds like a really cool job i haven't heard of it before but you know it yeah, sounds, sounds like, like thing. and these negotiators they might be, as I was saying, you know, different uh, groups have different MOs, yep. different targets, things like that. These negotiators can actually be specialized in, I know this group, or I've worked with this group before. I know their MO. I know what they're doing, who they attack. I know how they, pl- okay. how, what game they play. You know, I know, yeah. I know their plays. So it's kind of cool because these people are especially, can be specially trained to sometimes just generalize attacks versus sure. I know this group. I've worked with this group. I know, like, they're specialized okay. with them. Like, so, they yeah. know their playbook, yeah, and they know it, what they're going to do. Yeah, it, it's a pretty cool It's pretty cool to learn about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, ransomware, big topic nowadays. 
Uh, I would highly recommend, you know, if you aren't familiar with it, any, anyone who's listening, get, you know, go do some research on it, you know, maybe become a bit more aware. And with the, any of the attacks we listed, like, um, our evil pipeline, uh, want to cry. Those are great things to read up on. And you can truly get a scale for just how devastating these kind of attacks can be. So again, ham, thank you, uh, for joining me on the second episode here. Dude, thanks for having me yet again. It's, you know, as being, you know, just your average, average Joe kind of guy, like, knowing and learning more about these things every day is a completely new experience i i i'm telling you it's it's fun to see someone learn all this stuff you know i, I like hearing people take an interest in uh this kind of stuff that i have i guess uh nathan my top three takeaways from today's episode i say is like the scale the amount of that yep. these guys can bring to the table um and how they're just able to just get in there and destroy something that's been building for years and yep. years and years. Um, I wasn't even aware of like these. Um, I wasn't even aware of cyber insurance. I yep. think that's so cool. Yep. <laughs> you know, they have they they have their ways and they got their plans to deal with these cyber attacks and deal with this ransomware. Like. Well, it's not even just ransomware. Think about that. I mean, it's cyber attacks, cyber yeah. insurance for all these different attacks. You have phishing, ransomware, hacking. You know, uh, all of these different you know, uh, potential things that can happen. This cyber insurance could cover that. Cause I mean, True. it's not just ransomware where you can experience loss. Yeah. It's all these sort of things. And in this case, as we were saying with things like WannaCry, it's not just always about money. It's not just money on the line or data on the line. You know, people can lose their lives and have lost their lives because of things like this. Yeah. Anyone who wasn't aware of this, this goes back to being cyber aware. If you can read up on these sort of things, be aware of what's out there and what potential, you know, threats there are in the cyber world. It's always good to be aware of. And for you, I'd recommend the same. Yeah, no, be be safe, y'all. That's yeah. really all I got to say. <laughs> be safe, everybody. So yeah, again, if you want more information on what it means to be cyber aware, just go visit mnsu.edu forward slash cyber aware. And again, thank you for joining us on our second episode here, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey everyone, my CIS is here with the news. I'm a student expat on the information security team. I'll be updating you with what's going on in the cybersecurity world. Before I get into the headlines, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. And today's highlights are ransomware attack on Crystal Valley local farm co-op. On September 19th, 2021, Crystal Valley, a Minnesota-based farm supply and grain marketing cooperative experienced a ransomware attack. The company based in the city of Mankato was able to confirm this through a Facebook post, saying, Crystal Valley has been targeted in a ransomware attack. The attack has infected our computer systems and interrupted the daily operations of our company. The attack on Crystal Valley came after another attempt by a ransomware gang called Black Matter, targeting an Iowa farmer's collective called New Cooperative. This attack was also said to have seized their computer systems, they asked for $5.9 million in ransom. Our second news update today, army members and veterans scammed by a transnational cybercrime syndicate. A former U.S. Army contractor named Frederick Brown was recently sentenced for stealing personal, personally identifiable information from thousands of military personnel during 2014 and 2015. Stolen information included names, social security numbers, military ID numbers, dates of birth, and contact information from victims. Brown sent the information to a cyber gang who then used the information to access the Department of Defense benefits site and steal millions of dollars, according to the court document. 
Brown was sentenced to 151 months in prison and ordered to pay $2.3 million in restitution on October 3rd, 2021, after confessing his role in the scheme. Our third news update today, 150 million Google accounts set to be automatically enrolled in two-factor authentication. Google announced on Tuesday, October the 5th, 2021, its intent to predict its users from data breaches by auto-enrolling in 150 million user accounts and 2 million YouTube creators in two-step verification, commonly known as two-factor authentication, by the end of 2021. Google's Abdel Karim Madini, the group product manager working on Chrome, mentioned that passwords aren't good enough on their own. Gumi Kim, director at the account security and safety team, added many times, passwords fall victim to being shared, guessed, or stolen. Madini and Kim also mentioned that they are working to provide suitable technology options to help secure the account and for the users who are non-tech-savvy and unable to enroll in two-factor authentication methods. And that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for listening to the Cyber Podcast. We'll see you next time.